Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, though, we are touching on all three. You know why? I have got Yanise Parton with me. She is a four-time Spartan World Championship elite qualifier, and she's also been on the podium seven times in Spartan obstacle course races. She also does like the Savage Race and the Bone Frog and the Terrain Race, and she has more podiums and accolades than I can list out in a timely manner. Here's the coolest part. She found obstacle course racing four years ago. She is fresh and new in this sport, and she is competing with the big dogs. She also trains other folks who want to do obstacle course races. She's got 16 years as a personal trainer, and any health professionals out there will understand what a big deal is. Like, if you've been in that a minute, right, you've been in kind of that standard, traditional, sometimes antiquated um, fitness world, when you're introduced to functional training, it can be mind-boggling. For Yanice, it was mind-boggling. It was a game-changer. She's an amazing athlete in her own right, and she's bringing others along for the ride. Bonus, she's got the most amazing, beautiful accent you've ever heard. So, without further ado, Run, Lift, Mom podcast, here is Yanice Parton. Descent, where does that beautiful accent come from? I've come from Colombia. I moved here 10 years ago. I love it. Like, seriously, we're going to talk about obstacle course racing in this podcast. But like, you could just say things to me, like you could tell me what you're having for dinner. And I would it would be music to my ears. (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet. So here's why I love your story. Most of the obstacle course racers, like folks who are making it into invitationals and competing at the level that you are. Most of them have been doing it, right, for a decade or so. You are new, fairly new to obstacle course racing. Do you mind touching on that a little bit, kind of how you found, like, the Spartan race and Savage race, Bone Frog, Terrain, that kind of thing? Sure. Uh, it was in 2015 when one of the my co-workers and friend who say, Janice, you should try one of these uh, obstacle course races. I was like, well, what is that? I had no idea. He was like, yeah, you probably will do really well. So I went to this one. It was in Virginia. And I actually got the first place overall in that one. It was a small race, but I got first place over men and women. So, of course, that got me super excited. I was Wait, like, oh, my you God. Beat, are you, did I hear you right? You beat the entire field of men? Yes, in my first race ever. But that was a small race, okay? So I was like, of course, I got super excited because I said, wow, I found something that I'm good at it, you know, and I had no experience competing or doing anything like that. And so I started looking for other races, something with more challenges and something with, you know, more like races at a more elite level. And somebody told me about Spartan Race. So I Googled it, I looked at a couple of videos, and I was like, oh, I'm in. That's my thing now. Wow. So what was your background, like prior to getting into the obstacle course races, what type of fitness were you into? I should also mention you're the mother of a six and seven-year-old. So you're, saying, you're telling me you found obstacle races four years ago. That's relatively soon after having these children back-to-back. Exactly. So before then, the, uh, the, the obstacle uh, obstacles races, I was just like a gym rat. Well, I've been a coach and a personal trainer for 16 years. 
Of course, I was working out the whole time, but I never, never compete on anything. I, anything, like not even when I was a kid, I couldn't even practice sports. So racing for me or competing is a totally new thing. So did you just like go to the gym and you're like, okay, I'll have a squat day. I'll do a five by five or whatever. Yes, exactly. That was me five years ago for like 10 years. I was doing that the whole time. But actually five years ago, I found functional training and I got in love with that. So I started doing more like instead of focusing on, oh, leg day, I start focusing on, oh, I'm going to jump higher. Oh, I'm going to run a little bit faster. I'm going to do. So my training changes a little bit. And that's when uh, this other coach saw me and he said, I think you have potential for this. Okay, so I've got a lot of listeners, Yanis, who, like, they're maybe a mom, right? And they want to get into the running or the lifting part. Um, Or maybe they're runners or lifters, and they have motherhood on their plate for the first time. Here's here's what I think is, is interesting about that, right? So you've been doing traditional, like, weightlifting and cardio exercises. What You know, and if we looked at the ACSM recommendations, right, we would see, oh, two to three days a week, you need to work out, you know, two different body parts on not, they're a little bit outdated. So I'm curious, someone who is already a personal trainer, very familiar with those standard recommendations, although they might be antiquated, what made you decide to try functional training? That looks a lot different than your standard lifting. Yes, it was uh, mostly... I think I was losing the motivation for fitness. I mean, being that my job and my whole life, you know, it gets the point that you're like, I'm born of having leg day and then arms and then cardio. So I was looking for something new, something different in my routine, something to break that plateau, something that to, to, to take me to a new level of training. Oh, and that's, that's cool. Yeah, it was completely different. So I, t- uh, I took one class one day with... Uh, another coach and and I love it I was like oh my god this is completely different and and it pushed me to a different level and I'm not thinking I'm not thinking of oh I'm working on the legs I'm working on this I start thinking more I'm working on speed I'm working on endurance I'm working on strength changing my goals at that point was a really game changer for me and then my motivation for fitness start coming back again like I wasn't thinking about anymore if I'm going to, about the muscle, about the abs. I was thinking, of oh, I want to jump that box. I want to climb that rope. I want to run this faster. So those, that motivation changed my game. I love that you're going into this. You know, the very first CrossFit affiliate I ever walked into, I was brand new to CrossFit, and they made new members do goals, okay? Like, you had to say what your goals were. And I remember I put, because I'm, you know, a runner as a background, I said, oh, well, I want to lose five pounds and get to my race weight. Um, and this was in CrossFit Fairbanks in Alaska. And Kane Green, the owner, <laughs> did not let me get up from the table. And he was like, I don't know what you've been doing up until now, but we do performance-based goals here. I can't <laughs> work with you if you don't have a performance-based goal. And it's exactly what you're talking about, change your motivation. Like jumping higher, running faster, lifting heavier, putting your body, giving your body a performance standard instead of an aesthetic standard. Exactly. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So you, um, you find functional training through another coach, which is awesome. And it makes a case for having a fitness tribe in general. Um, so then you do that first race, 
it's a small field, but you beat everyone, including the boys. <laughs> what then? Like, did you immediately sign up for your next race or did somebody like twist your arm into one? What next? Oh, of course. I, I think the same day I started Googling, Googling for races and I found the Spartan. And I was like, I jump into right away. Like I just saw the videos and I was like, that's my thing. I, I, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to test myself. I want to test if this functional training thing is working. So for those, for my listeners who have never done an obstacle course race before, do you mind walking them through? We know that it's, we know that part of the attraction is that it's, there is no same course. It's not like a a road race or a marathon where you can revisit the course next year. Um, can you walk us through what it looks like, though, from the time the gun goes off to when you might cross the finish line? Sure. Uh, so all the races, Spartan or Bonfrog or Battlefrog, all these races, what they have in common, they are they are uh, made and they uh, and they terrains that are always different. Most of them are going to have a lot of mud. So you will never know how the race is going to turn out that day. It depends also on the weather that we have because it's going to be a lot of mud. So if it rains two days ago, it's going to be worse. But you barely you will never have a, a dry race. Um, once you start on the start line, and this is the thing I like about the, all these races, is you don't have to run too long before to find the obstacle. So for me that I'm not... Uh, I don't have the background as a long distance runner. Uh, it was easy for me to think I'm going to run from this obstacle to this obstacle instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to run three miles or four miles. I'm just thinking, oh, the next obstacle is coming. The next obstacle is coming. So it made the, the race kind of interesting for me because you never know what is coming. Some races we release the map one or two days before. But you don't know how the races are really until you're there because the conditions of the weather and the terrain dependent, like those you cannot see on the map. Wow. So I love what you're saying about in your mind, you are breaking down that. So you've got a larger race to do. That's your large goal. But you're breaking it down into manageable pieces and saying, get through this obstacle. All right, on to the next. You're kind of breaking it up mentally. Exactly. And that would make it interesting for me because, as I say, I'm not a long distance runner. So for me to think, oh, I'm going to run 14 miles, it, it is really long for me. <laughs> but when I think, oh, I'm going to run from this obstacle to this one, and then I'm going to run maybe a uh, half mile and I'm going to find another obstacle. And then you break it into 20 or 30 obstacles and you never, you never thought, oh, I finally, I end up running 14 miles. I love it. You know, for those, um, I, I did not in the intro, Yanis, I went through your very, very impressive resume of sorts and talked about all of your Spartan race accolades. I know you're a humble person and you wouldn't do that yourself, but um, I want to tell the audience how we met one another. We actually met, here's what's cool. You and I together would be like the super competitor. I love running and I will run all day. Point me in the right direction and boom, so we met at a local road race. Um, and in a local road race, if it's just running, I can edge Janice, talented athlete she is. However, <laughs> the last time we crossed paths in a physical event was during the uh, Weller Foundation obstacle race, which you also won outright. And for the audience, y'all, she spanked me. Like she would say, I'm going to work toward the Spartan and then program your training around that. 
Yes, actually, the, the functional training will help a lot with this just because, as you say, it makes you a well-rounded athlete. You work on everything, and in one session, you will get a little bit of everything, right? That's translated to the obstacle course races. It's exactly what you get over there. You can be a really good runner, but if you are not uh, good with the grip strength, then you're going to miss a couple obstacles, and then you are going to be slowing down, or that's going to make you tired during the race, uh, and you have to be able to carry heavy objects. So you have to be really be able to do everything in those three, three to 20 miles that you're going to be running. You have to be able to do everything. And that's why in the programming or the, yeah, especially my, my program as I do it is focus on just building a well-rounded athlete, being able to do everything. That is amazing. So obviously you're a racer yourself, but then also you train folks. So there is this neat training. You train folks. What does, like, let's say somebody comes and trains with you for an obstacle race. What does a session look like? What types of, you mentioned grip strength, you mentioned carrying heavy objects, like what types of things are they doing? Yeah, it depends on the person. Uh, I usually make assessment and see what they are lacking of, and that will be my focus. But really, if I just make like a general uh, Spartan session, will be it will have some running, and it will have the grip strength that might be maybe just hanging from the bar for a few seconds, and then they have to carry a bucket or a sandbag, and they, they run again, and then they do a few burpees, and then it's a little bit of everything. It's like I'm making a recipe for me. I just start throwing things here and there and trying to make making sure that all these things are going to complement each other. What a wonderful chef you are as well, because I've taken your classes before and it really is incredible. Something that I really like about you, you're very quick to pick up on someone's strength or maybe weakness that they need to improve on. And I love that you don't sacrifice form and safety for the sake of getting through a movement more quickly. Oh, yes, that's pretty important. As I told you before, I've been a coach for 16 years and that really gave me the, uh, like the eyes when I see somebody and I can tell if they are getting to the point that they are fatigued and the movement is not being that efficient, then I would say, okay, let's slow down here. Let's make it this a little bit lighter because it's really important. And for me and for all my clients, to be healthy before them trying to go, you know, crazy. Absolutely. So, so speaking of, okay, so I bet we have some listeners out there that are saying, wow, this sounds really cool. It's a whole underground world I didn't know existed. Yanis has a beautiful accent, so I'm still listening. I have no idea why, because I am so far from being, like maybe this person is saying, that is too hardcore for me. I am so far from being able to do something like that. What would you say to that person? I will say you need to try it because they are so much fun. Um, the thing with these races is I like to compete and I go there to really kill myself and test it with the elite athletes. But then they always have the open waves. The open waves are for everybody new or, see, or, or just people who want to challenge themselves, but they, don't, they feel that they are not ready to go to compete. So there is a chance for everybody to, to go ahead and try it. I've been training people from all ages. I had a 60-year-old lady who never done a race like this before, and she jumped it and do it with me uh, last year. And in the first year, she completed five more races. Wow. She just got 
excited because the feeling that you have when you cross that that finish line is is incredible it's a challenge it's a personal challenge and i've been there with all the people i train and when they cross that finish line there are tears in their eyes and in my eyes because i'm a big part of the for of this for them i love that i love that if somebody is like this sounds interesting. I think I could get muddy. I love a personal challenge. What I'm hearing you say is they don't have to be in a competitive heat with someone like you. They can be in the open wave where folks are just trying to get to that finish line. Exactly. That's the, it's beautiful. And, and you will see everybody, different fitness levels, uh, different all the ages, and everybody's pushing themselves to their, I mean, it's amazing. And the good thing is most of the races are going to have a either a penalty or something. So if you're not able to climb that rope, it's okay. You just pay a penalty or you just go on the side, but you try. And I feel that for the people really to challenge themselves and go there and try, it's worth it. Like it, it, the feeling is, is amazing. It's okay. So like if I can't do a rope climb, I would do like a time or a burpee penalty or something like that. Exactly. Most okay. of the races are going to have the penalty. That is really cool. So basically, if you can walk yourself up to the starting line, there is a way that you can get to the end if you've trained appropriately and you are motivated to do a challenge. Exactly. And I usually recommend to go with a group or find a nice group of people that goes together. I, I, I do this with my clients. Is we always try to wear nice shirts. Sometimes we are Wonder Woman. Sometimes we are Captain America. We wear something that just make a difference. And also, because I feel that we, the way that making, oh, we make it fun that way. And anybody is stressed about like, oh, I'm not going to be able to complete this. No, it's going to be like, let's go have fun with the group. Let's go have fun, enjoy and try to do something that you probably will never do or never thought that you will be able to do. I love, you know, we're going to have to get you in some camo leggings to cross your next, next finish line. Oh, you know that, right? Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yanice, what I'd like to do, I'd like to wrap up. Again, this is the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. And so um, we know how important, you know, just motherhood is as we are prioritizing our physical well-being. Can you comment on modeling healthy behaviors for the next generation, for your boys? Sure. That's something I really love to do. Um, I think it's really important for us as mothers, as moms, to just show them how being healthy, active is really important for them. They are copying everything we do. So just by doing it, they are going to be, they, they will want it to do it. And that's something I do with my kids. They watch me during the races and I, they actually do all the races too. Every time I compete, they go with me and they do the, the kids' races. And, and one thing I found really important and cool is they say, wow, my mom is cool. And you know how important <laughs> is that for a mom? I, I cry when they say it. I, like, I feel like the war or the best moment ever just because they like to see that on me. But I can see how they are copying everything I do. I love that. I think there is no better way to close. Um, I mean, we know that we know your accolades and we know what a talented athlete you are in the Spartan racing world and where you've placed and ranked. And I love hearing you, Yanis, say that hearing your boy's adoration is the best feeling that you have in a race. 
Oh, yeah, totally. Just watching them waiting for me at the finish line and yelling, go, mommy, go. And they, you know, it's, it's amazing. That is wonderful. Oh, well, Yanice, I want to thank you so much for bringing your wisdom and knowledge to the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. I'm going to put your information in the details of the show notes. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, they can do so. Maybe they'll even see you at the next starting line. Oh, nice. I would love to have a big group of people, especially if they are new. I would love to motivate them and help them to get there. Awesome. Thank you thank so much you, for Susie. coming on the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really, really happy to be here. Wow, that was amazing with Yanice. You know, I don't know my favorite part of this. Is it that she breaks down those larger goals, the entire race, into manageable pieces, obstacle to obstacle to obstacle? Or is it that she is so humble? Here's a woman in 2016 who is ranked first in the United States Obstacle Course Race National Championship. Um, she was also ranked fourth in the Southeast in the Spartan region. We know that Spartan races are gold standard. She's a phenomenal athlete. And could you hear her voice at the end get more excited about hearing her boys say, go mommy, than being on that podium? I love it. She's humble. She's amazing. I am so appreciative, Yanis, that you came on the Run, Lift, Mom podcast to share your wisdom and knowledge. Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8. This has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. It's time for the Zaya Active item of the week, and this week it's the high rise light and tight pocket capris. Why? Because of the pockets. There's a difference between decorative pockets and functional pockets. Functional pockets you can put your phone in and do your thing in the gym while your child is in the daycare and have that peace of mind that everything's okay. And if it's not, guess what? You got your phone on you. I'm currently training for the Boston Marathon and I love being able to put my phone with a big honky otter box in my pocket and it doesn't bounce around or slip out. I've had customers tell me they put everything from keys and wallets and pacifiers, water bottles, pepper spray, stun guns, even cans of tuna down in these things. I mostly hang out on Instagram, so if you go over there and do hashtag what's in your pocket Wednesday, you're going to see some of this stuff. Speaking of the socials, you can find me at hashtag runliftmom. You're going to see many, many photos of the high-rise light and tight pocket capri. It's not only the item of the week, it's my favorite Zaya item. Like what you heard? I am just getting started with the Run Lift Mom podcast. And as a newbie podcaster, it is really helpful for me if you subscribe, rate, and review. And to show you just how much I appreciate that, I'm going to be giving away a Zaya Active item of the week every single week during the month of February. I am calling this my Galentine's celebration, and here's how it works. 
If you have left a review, you are already in the drawing. If you haven't left a review, I would appreciate your honest words. So um, go ahead and leave a review and then every single week I'm gonna be doing a drawing for that item of the week. Get excited, I'm new. Your odds are good. I want you to experience Zaya as well as the knowledge our great guests are giving us about running, lifting, and momming. I'll edit everything out and I'll let you listen to the final copy before, you know, we get rolling. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, is it, can you tell me how to pronounce your name? I feel so stupid, but look, <laughs> I'm like a white girl of German descent. And so this stuff is hard for me. No, that's fine. It's actually hard even for everybody. It's Yenis. Yenis. Okay. Yeah. So I 